Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. listening to the Bikini Diaries podcast. Welcome back. I am so excited because I have an amazing podcast today. Today I'm actually going to be interviewing two people and they are both chiropractors. They are a married family, which is oh so exciting. We're going to be talking about chiropractic health, why this is so important and how this can help you as an athlete. We also dive into why chiropractic health is beneficial for um, hormones, beneficial for relieving stress, and built up of inflammation. So these are all very, very important things when it comes to being an athlete, and I'm so excited to dive in today. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you Sabrina and Sly Sosa. Hi, Sabrina. Hi, Sly. How are you doing? Good. We're excited to be talking with you. Good. I'm so excited to have you on the Bikini Diaries podcast. This is going to be such a treat. Yeah, this is really exciting. This is our first time on a podcast. Perfect. Well, we are actually going to get started with a bikini hack. This is just a series of quick questions to get to know you and your husband a little bit better. So tell us, where are you guys from? I'm from Louisiana. Uh, Sabrina and I met at LSU. Yeah. I'm originally from Tampa, but then ended up going to college, and yep, that's a, that's where I met him, LSU. Love it. And what do you guys do for a living? We are both chiropractors. And what do you guys specialize in? So we specialize in structural correction. So we work in two different offices, but both in the Tampa Bay area. So we focus on getting the spine in its natural position and the optimal curves throughout the spine so that the nervous system is functioning optimally. Yeah, and I also do uh, structural correction, and I also focus on sports injury. So I do cupping, kinesio taping, uh, muscle scraping, and I'm about to be dry needling certified. So if you ever need one, holler your boy. (laughs) Ooh, we'll probably have to go into deep dive on that one. I'm kind of curious about that one. But um, what's your favorite quote that keeps you motivated? Um, so we both just philosophically uh, with chiropractic, we love the phrase above, down, inside out. So just letting the body heal from within and then letting everything else take its course. I love that. And what's the most valuable lesson that you've learned in your career? I think we're still learning. We're both very new chiropractors. Um, But what I've learned pretty recently is how much um, like hormone health can be affected with chiropractic, specifically also with pregnant women, how they benefit from chiropractic care. So just seeing uh, their progression and yeah, I guess the way that they benefit from it. What about you? I would say um, probably seeing how teenagers' spines are now. Uh, you know, the whole world is in front of us with cell phones and stuff like that. Mm. Just just seeing the, the the stuff that goes on with them is uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's tech neck is a big epidemic. So seeing that reduction in curve that we would like to see is is huge. Mm. That's interesting. We'll definitely have to do a deep dive on that one as well. (laughs) But the last question of Bikini Hack, and this is just something that I would love to ask you is, what's your favorite thing about the fitness industry? I know you specialize in, you know, the athletes in general. So what's your favorite thing about about our industry? Uh, My favorite thing about the fitness industry is that fitness and health are on the same page. They go together. Uh, Usually the fitter you are, the healthier you are. 
And, you know, the fitness industry promotes so many positive things, uh, mental health, and the escape from reality that the gym represents. And, you know, there's so many things in the modern day life that are out of our control. But that hour or two in, in the gym, you're in control of your own life. And I think that's important for people. Yeah, I agree. And what about you, Sabrina? Um, so fitness for me, and especially in the practice that I'm working at, we focus on five key essentials and exercise is a big one of them. And just, you know, making sure that people are in their right form and exercising and using their body correctly. So many people today are you know, using poor form, breathing incorrectly. Um, so being able to incorporate that within our profession, I think, is really awesome. And just going out in the community and, and being able to connect with the fitness world I, I just love that aspect because I mean, being connected with that community, it's, they always have a really awesome community. I agree. And, and I love it because that's how we connected. <laughs> exactly how we connected. Yeah. Your fiance actually kicked my butt today in Orange Theory. Oh my God. He's amazing. How perfect. So, um, well, let's just first start off by saying, you know, what is a chiropractor? Because I've been to a chiropractor once, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm, I know I'm not someone who's like an avid goer and I'm sure there's a lot of people who've never been or doesn't know, know a lot about what they do and who they are. Okay. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is if you ask that question a thousand different times, you're going to get a thousand different answers and chiropractic is very broad and it, they aren't consistent a lot of times between practitioners. Um, most of the time, the easiest way to say this is a chiropractor is someone who looks at joint health. And that relative to the nervous system, so make sure that spine is exactly where it's supposed to be, has the proper length, proper disc space, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you, there's craziness in chiropractic that you know goes so far beyond that. Uh, it's actually pretty difficult to explain. Yeah, I think I think for us, what a chiropractor is to us is just a an all-around health practitioner. Yes, we focus in structural correction of the spine, but we do practice other aspects of um, healthcare. So, you know, having a good mindset, helping you with your nutrition, um, helping you reduce toxicities in your lives. Like it's more than just getting an adjustment, hearing that pop and crack, which we hate those words. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we, we do differ. I think that we, especially being newer chiropractors, we're a little bit more progressive with our technique. We incorporate uh, rehab therapy. We re incorporate movement, functional movement. Um, you use series of x-rays, analyzing, neurology, functional neurology, all the above. So how would rehab therapy come into play? Like what, what would that consist of? So as we're correcting the spine, it's really important to focus on the muscles that are either weak or too tight um, in relation to where your curve is at. So I know Sly, Sly specializes in this area. So he does a lot of um, PIR stretching. He does ART stretching. You can, you can elaborate on this, Sly. All right. Yeah. So I do a lot of soft tissue. I do decompression. But most importantly... What I'm looking for when I'm doing a movement screen with the patient, I, I assess, you know, everything from ankle dorsiflexion to knee valgus on a squat. I also, uh, I really enjoy looking at someone's x-rays and seeing where those, you know, discs are, you know, shrinking, where that arthritis is because time and time again, it's proven that if you don't move it, you lose it, right? Mm, definitely. One of the most important things you can do for your spine is move at each individual level. And so many people have problems with that. So both of our offices, we, we kind of tailor this uh, at-home exercise for each patient. And so that each patient is getting like, you know, techniques and strategies to move not only their neck as a whole, but their neck and spine individually. Yeah. So, I mean, a good example of that too, I just thought of this. Um, with pelvic imbalancing, so we work on making sure that pelvic is in line. And if one hip is higher than the other, then that usually means that you have a tighter psoas muscle on that side. So then we would send home with our patients psoas stretches to help lengthen that muscle. Um, and we would show them in the office. We would usually work on it a couple times in their first couple visits. And then we would send them home and expect them to be doing them weekly to help 
with the adjustment. It'll help hold the spine in place. Got it. So, you know, I'm an athlete and everyone listening in, they're all athletes. <laughs> so when would be a good time to see a chiropractor? Do we need to wait until there's something wrong or could we see one? Could we start seeing one right away? I would say everyone could utilize a chiropractor because generally, especially in our society today, we have trained our bodies by looking down at our phones, like physical activity, exercise, poor form. We've restructured our spine so that it's probably not in the optimal position. And just to better enhance um, performance and function, I think it's always good to always good to see a chiropractor. You don't have to come in with a symptom. We're actually a wellness clinic. I would say 80% of our patients are wellness-based. They're not even coming in with a headache or low back pain anymore. They're just coming in to make sure that they're maintaining, you know, spinal health. And what happens if you are not like aligned? Because, you know, you said that you see people who are just like more wellness-based and maybe they don't have any symptoms, but what happens when you're not in alignment? That is a great question. So what we want to see as structural corrective chiropractors is three 45-degree curves. So in the neck area, we want to see a 45-degree curve, in the mid-back area, 45, and then again in the lumbar. And so that curve allows the spinal cord to be in optimal position so that it's allowing nerves to innervate organs um, and allowing no tension or pressure on the disc. So an example of that would be um, in the neck area, that 45-degree curve, um, neurologists have actually coined it to be the arc of life. So if we're losing any of that, if we're reducing that curve, I know people have heard the term military neck. Or people mm. even have that like hunch on the back of their, like in between their shoulder blades. I've seen that. Yeah. So that's implying that they're putting pressure specifically on the brainstem. Um, and over time, putting pressure on that can, you know, cause all different kinds of problems. Like it can cause degeneration. So putting pressure on those discs, it can cause deregulation of certain hormones um, and over and people that have been whiplash accidents too, that constant degeneration can cause chronic migraines. There's, depending on what the spine looks like and what we see in an x-ray, it can correlate back to many different symptoms. And it actually takes, uh, depending on the spine, it takes a few years for those symptoms to even come up. It takes wear and tear. It could have been in that position for years and then all of a sudden people are experiencing those symptoms. So what are some of those symptoms that we would need to watch out for? Uh, there's, you know, frequent migraines, uh, feeling that your spine's out of whack. That's a common one. People mm -hmm. are like, man, my spine just feels out, out of place. And we know that it's not out of place, right? There is a pressure differential in that joint um, that we have to reset. Um, another one, too, besides the migraines is uh, with this anterior head carriage, Thyroid issues are actually pretty okay. common. So that thyroid gland sits right in front of your neck, right? And so when we get that anterior head carriage, when we get that disc degeneration, it's less room for that thyroid gland to optim to op to optimally I guess you say function. optimally function. Um, and so that's one of the biggest things that we're seeing, especially in the middle-aged women uh, category. Uh, that's a, just a big one. Yeah. And another, this one's really weird and this happens all the time in our office is in our health questionnaire, we'll ask about irritability and mood changes. And a lot of patients will be like, why are you asking this? How does this have to do with chiropractic? And that correlates back to the brainstem, putting any pressure on the brainstem. The brainstem um, actually regulates 14 different hormones. And one of the biggest ones is serotonin. So your mood. And if you're putting pressure on that brainstem over time, that brainstem isn't able to regulate serotonin levels. And so people are, you know, all of a sudden experiencing mood change, irritability when they have it in the past. So that's a, that's a very minor symptom that some people will come in with. That's incredible. Like, that's crazy to me. So back to like it affecting your thyroid. Um, is there any way, like what kind of uh, measures would you take in order to, I guess, undo um, whatever issues you would have with your thyroid? 
So number one, if you're having issues with your thyroid, I still say that you go to your primary healthcare physician, get mm -hmm. a full thyroid screening. Do we do also suggest getting a full thyroid panel? A lot of practitioners will only test um, TSH. When we actually want to see a full thyroid panel, we want to see active T3, T4, um, all of those hormones associated with the thyroid so that we know exactly what's going on and what stage of dysfunction it's at. And we can help um, monitor that and manage that with your practitioner or with a functional medicine doctor and get supplementation, get correction within the spine, um, any kind of, it, it also relates back to psychological issues as well because it causes fatigue and all, yeah. Uh, another thing, when we're, when we're treating someone with thyroid issues, one of the most common things that we see is the reverse curve or the anterior head carriage. So as practitioners, we really want to loosen up those joints, give the adjustment to the area, and then give them exercises, specific exercises that they can do at home multiple times throughout the day to bring that head back over the shoulders. You know, we want to correct that upper cross syndrome, strengthen the middle traps and stuff like that. Because if they can consistently do that, they can really, really affect that, that curve in the neck and put it in a better position long run. Mm -hmm. yeah. wow. and, and this is more along, I mean, if patients are coming in with thyroid diseases like Graves' disease, hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism, at that point, we're more co-managing with the physician to get the patient like prefer preventative care and, you know, helping to co-manage to supplement, just being a support system um, and making sure that optimally everything else is functioning correctly. But we also, you know, we want to see like when we're taking x-rays, especially in young females, we want to, we want to make sure that we are removing any kind of interference that would be affecting that thyroid. So in the long run, they're not facing any of those effects. I see. That's interesting because, you know, a very common symptom is, or a very common um, issue is hypothyroidism. Like a lot of girls, you know, who are in the fitness industry, they end up running into thyroid issues. So it's interesting to me that you can go to a chiropractor to kind of help with, with those issues and to use it as preventative care as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it definitely is something that is, um, now coming about in our career with certain studies and research that has been done with chiropractic care and with functional neurology, the benefits that we're seeing, not only with thyroid care, but hormone health and I mean, yeah, like yeah. the fitness world and everything. Speaking about the research, I would be ashamed of myself if I didn't mention this. Uh, if you really want to get a great understanding of what chiropractic is going into the new century, I strongly recommend Dr. Heidi Havoc's book, The Reality Check. Okay. That's probably the most honest and best opinion on what chiropractic is and what can it do for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, so she, she um, has been focusing on neuroplasticity and how much the brain um, is affected by chiropractic care, not only chiropractic care, but just so many things that you do throughout your life, mindset, nutrition, all the things that we've continually mentioned, but it's really, it's a good one. That is really interesting. So basically, like if you are taking care of your spine, your body's in alignment, then your brain is going to function more optimally. Is that kind of? Absolutely. Yeah. Because the brain, ideally, I mean, pretty much controls everything. And so the brain is going to be sending messages down that spinal cord. And then the spine is encasing that spinal cord. So it's just allowing the brain to send those messages optimally through those nerves to all the cells, organs, tissues throughout the body. I see. So whenever you're out of alignment, um, how does that, how is that going to affect your performance in the gym? Cause that, I mean, as athletes, we're, we're very concerned about our performance in the gym. <laughs> I mean, the biggest one I think would be pelvic imbalance and any kind of lumbar curve because then, I mean, one side is going to be compensating more than the other. So you can be potentially building more muscle on one side and then eventually causing damage or hurting yourself. So I could probably elaborate this on more or more yeah. on this because he's seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I forgot the name of the doctor, but I was watching him on Instagram the other day. What a great tool, by the way, that is for not only people interested in health, but health practitioners to learn even more. 
Um, and then there was this guy that was uh, doing strength tests, right? And he was making people basically lift a kettlebell with one arm pressing up and he would change the position of their neck and the different degrees of strength is really striking just from someone being in full neck flexion versus full neck extension and you know things going weak with certain degrees of rotation so it really shows you just how many different little puzzle pieces comes with the neurology of joints and with the neurology of you know your entire body it's all a chain reaction. So, yeah, just manipulating one, yeah, part of the spine or one joint can definitely affect the whole kinetic chain. And I can't stress this enough for the proper neurology and stuff like that. Um, getting adjustments alone isn't enough. Mm -hmm. I, we want to say that here now. Um, we have to have motion and we have to have specific stuff tailored to fix what's wrong with us. And it can't just be adjusting. We have to put motion in that spine. We have to affect the nutrition. We have to basically throw everything at it. Mm -hmm. You know, cracking someone's neck one time and then sending them out the door is not going to fix anything. No, yeah, that's why we, we are very, um, we emphasize a lot that in our office, you're not just coming in for an adjustment. Like you're going to get all five essentials. You're going to get that exercise, the nutrition mindset again. Um, but going back to the athletes and how, um, like how it can affect their performance. I mean, when Sly was talking earlier about tucking dorsiflexion, we can actually adjust extremities as well. So mm -hmm. runners, they might not even know that they have any kind of fixation or misalignment within their foot. And they've maybe been, never been able to get, you know, cut off that second of their time for some reason. And we're able to, you know, adjust that foot and allow them to, um, enhance their performance even just a little bit more yep. or working on knees that's a big one as well and kinesio taping that's a rehab aspect of it um there's another there's a couple of athletes like you know tiger woods swears by chiropractic uh odell beckham if you follow him my fellow lsu guy go tigers <laughs> national champs uh, he always posts on his stories you know this same specific chiropractor that he's been going see since his high school days, working on his feet, working on his toes, checking muscle strength, making sure that everything is ready for him to go do those workouts. No, I think that's phenomenal. I mean, you guys touched on so many things. Um, the yeah, first thing, on a tangent, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. The first thing that was interesting was just the study with moving your neck in a different spot and how that's going to affect your performance. I mean, just thinking about that really changes your mind, your entire perspective of how, of of how effective the practice is. is the foundation. And then from there you work on muscles, you work on strength training and so on. And I also love that you guys give exercises too, and that you definitely say that you can't just, you know, come in for one alignment and then you're done because it makes, it makes sense. You would definitely need to, you know, do different exercises, the strength and different, um, you know, different body parts so that everything's kind of working optimally. And then also, you know, like I said, you're strengthening those body parts. Speaking of like cracking the neck or just like moving things in alignment, exactly what happens once you do that and how long are you in position for? I was actually just going to talk about that because, you know, just not getting adjusted one time. So what we do in our offices and we practice similar techniques is we're going to, in the beginning, we're, uh, once you come in, you're going to be in corrective care. So we're really trying to fix those curves throughout the spine. But then, and that usually takes a couple months. And then eventually we get you down to a maintenance care. And we are just adjusting to allow the spine to hold. People, a lot of people think that you have to go to chiropractors for the rest of your life which isn't true. We just, we want to see you occasionally so that we know that you're holding, your spine is holding the position that we would optimally like to see. 
Um, so it's almost just, it's just maintenance. So you, I mean, patients eventually come in once a month and we'll take an x-ray. We'll make sure that we're seeing those curves and, you know, people aren't having any symptoms. Um, and we're, we're just doing light adjustments just to, I mean, just to stimulate the nervous system at that point. We're not really trying to actually manipulate or change anything throughout the spine. So what I would say with the cracking aspect of the joint is, is people need to realize that when we say a joint is out, we're not talking like the joint is moved or ridiculously rotated to where it's almost dislocated, right? There's micro movements in the joint space and it's a pressure differential. And that pressure differential brings increased stress, increased cortisol levels, stuff like this. So when we're cracking a joint, we're resetting that pressure differential and we're releasing nitrogen from the joint space. Yeah. So eventually people will get to the point in their office where you're not even really hearing that crack sound anymore because we've released that pressure differential that he was talking about. Now, how do you alleviate the stress? That's a bit. So that's one of the things that we've been um, harping on in our office lately is stress and weight loss. So cortisol is highly related to belly fat. And a lot of people will, you know, be eating healthy, working out, doing all the above, doing all the things right, and they're not able to lose this belly fat. And what research shows and what we have found is that it's 90% of the time really are related to cortisol levels and and long-term stress. Wow. So what we can do is we would work, we would specifically hone in on the low back area because the low back houses the nerves that go out to the adrenals and the adrenals are what, um, what helps regulate and makes cortisol. So just helping to regulate those levels and helping to break down how much is metabolized in the system, um, helps a lot. So people are able to get out of that, um, chronic state of stress. Yeah, that's interesting because there are a lot of people who are super healthy, but for some reason they do hold a lot of belly fat. So knowing <laughs> knowing that that's like, you know, just like a buildup of, of cortisol or, you know, mm-hmm. you can really just obviously go see a chiropractor and just work on, work on alleviating that. We read this statistic the other day that 90% of weight loss is due to hormonal issues. So hormonal imbalances, excessive hormones metabolized or yeah, it's crazy how much hormone health has to do with actually losing weight. Yeah. That is really interesting. So what about how, um, it affects your sleep? Oh, that's a big one. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the higher mysteries of chiropractic in a sec, you know, the stuff that we can't really explain and that research is not there yet. But my favorite thing is I just feel weightless when I get adjusted, right? So if I get, you know, a proper adjustment by someone, I feel so great, especially in the afternoon after work, that I don't have those little micro pinching in the neck muscles or I feel like restless leg and stuff like that. When I get adjusted, especially after shift, after work by Dr. Sosa, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel weightless. It feels like it's so much easier to fall asleep. So I just want to take a quick sec to say that I'm absolutely loving this podcast and learning so much from Sabrina and Sly. I wanted to just let you guys know that I know season is coming soon and a lot of you girls are wanting to learn how to tan yourself. To be the first to know when our next pro tan classes, make sure you click on the link below that says save my spot. I'll be sure to let you know first so you don't miss out. I have teamed up with ProTan. ProTan is an amazing company where they have this amazing DIY kit where you can learn to tan yourself. And remember, if you use the code Bikini Diaries, you get 20% off your tanning packages. So I am so excited and I can't wait for you to look amazing on mm-hmm. stage. I, this is kind of random, but what about things like tennis elbow? My go-to thing for, you know, tennis elbow, um, we do the same exact thing that, you know, some like a PT or somebody would do. Uh, first off, I assess full joint range of motion. I adjust the spine. I adjust the extremities. And when I say adjust the extremities, I'm just trying to gently bring it to full range of motion. 
And then I reinforce that with either a little bit of manual therapy first. So like I'll do, uh, I really do like do uh, factor or scraping to the outside of the elbow for that. So lateral cup, lateral epicondylitis, which is tennis elbow. Um, after that, I really reinforce the wrist extension, finger extension, um, especially for lifters. People who have tennis elbow, you got to realize people that lift, their grip strength and finger flexion is so much stronger than their finger extension. Mm. When do you ever train that? You really, you really ever don't. So unless you have a rubber band outside of your hand the whole time and you're opening and closing your hand or you're really training pronation, supination, wrist eccentric muscle, wrist concentrate exercise, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I do a lot of times in our office. I actually have a couple patients with uh, tennis elbow that we had pretty amazing results with. Yeah, I feel like there's it's kind of hard to find something that works for that. It's like people are like, yeah, I got tennis elbow, but they're not doing anything to kind of exactly. <laughs> help it go away. <laughs> That's the same thing with we have a lot of patients that will come in with carpal tunnel and yeah. they're about to result to surgery. And yes, sometimes, you know, it's gotten to the point where patients do need surgery. They need to go that route. But a lot of times it's because there's nerve compression um, and you can track it all the way back up to the neck and within the shoulder and then down to the elbow. So just relieving that nerve compression and people are seeing immediate results and not feeling that numbness and tingling into the hand anymore. It also goes about where that median nerve runs with carpal tunnel. So you really know if it's getting, you know, compressed in the carpal, carpal tunnel itself or, you know, pronator teres syndrome, ligament struthers and, you know, up into the neck. So really following that track and that I guess you can call it a, uh, a fascial line up, it's, even though it's not really a fascial line, following that nerve track up and finding those trigger points, finding that dysfunction and trying to release it and then get movement into the area is really key. Yeah, because it all starts in one spot, right? And then it just kind of trickles all the way down. So what about anxiety? Because that's something I have. That's something a lot of people have. Um, does you know, chiropractic um, practices help with anxiety? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to uh, mindset, one of our key things in the office is mindset. So making sure, number one, that we're, um, again, relieving any kind of compression in the neck area. But we do a lot of events throughout the year that we will talk about mindset and how important it is to just um, you know, be in a state of calm, rest, um, doing meditation, you know, having time to yourself throughout the day. Anxiety is a funny thing for us because we'll have patients that'll come in with, they're on all kind of anxiety medications. So whether it's Xanax or whatever they're mm -hmm. taking and they're getting adjusted and, you know, we've kind of established a good community for them to get involved in as well. And they're able to wean off of that anxiety medication. And sometimes it's not, you know, extremely explainable, but we just like to relate it back to getting the nervous system in the optimal functioning, um, you know, capability that it can be so that you're, you're not experiencing those symptoms. And, you know, your hormones are balancing, um, your blood pressure is balancing, Speak, speaking of um, neural issues, what about vertigo? Oh, that's, uh, that's one that we see very commonly. Um, usually vertigo, you know, crystals in the ear and stuff like that. And um, we do what's called an Epley maneuver. Uh, any neurology office would, would probably do that maneuver. And it goes with, you know, finding where the room is spinning and basically doing a specific pattern. Mm -hmm. to kind of balance out that equilibrium against the spin and to try to basically bring the room back in focus for that patient. Wow. Um, so yeah, we're, we're training a lot of uh, neuro neurology therapeutics yeah. as well. Yeah, functional neurology. And we always do, outside of functional neurology, when it goes to the chiropractic component of it, we focus on the very top bone of the spine, which is called atlas, it's C1. Usually that's out of alignment and you know, just constantly adjusting that and paying attention to that bone has helped a lot of patients with vertigo, dizziness, bouts of confusion, etc. 
Yeah, that's interesting. I I remember there was one time where I I swear I thought I had vertigo. <laughs> I don't know if I ever had it, but you know, being an athlete and training, we get really really lean and and the leaner I get, the more anxiety I have. And um, at one point I thought I had vertigo and I thought maybe it was tied to the fact that I was on like a restrictive diet and obviously in a deficit and, you know, maybe in a lot of stress. And and, and now that I'm on this note, when you have less body fat, does that affect the way your body is in alignment? Because when I'm – let me just elaborate on that. So when I get really, really lean, I can feel everything like – everything feels like like my bones feel uncomfortable like um it like my knees hurt more um just like you know things like that yeah i mean so there's a couple different things about that so that could also be dehydration I, i even though you are hydrating i'm sure a ton but when you're burning off that much and when you're getting that lean you are more dehydrated than normal mm-hmm. so that can be a cause of you know feeling that Mm-hmm. I mean, fluctuating between weight and, you know, excessively working out different muscles, everything is a chain. It's going to move the spine and everything's going to, it's going to fluctuate and it's going to move with whatever you're doing. It changes your center of gravity. Yeah, it changes the center of gravity. Um, it's going to, yeah, I mean, it'll, the tighter your muscles are, you know, the more tension you're going to have in your spine or, you know, people that are really obese, it's really hard to get them to hold their adjustment. We have to work on them a little bit more because they're, um, there's just a lot, a lot of fashion that we have to get through. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, so I kind of wanted to also talk to you about like different methods. So you mentioned earlier about the scraping. Um, can you kind of tell us what that is? I know I've seen the tool before, but I didn't have the courage to use that. <laughs> so it's, it's based on the ancient method of gua sha. Although gua sha, you would basically do it till the person bleeds. And uh, my always understanding is, and the way I explain it, because even though this is really big on research and current research will say, oh, if you do scraping alone, you're not really doing anything or it's barely beneficial. But, you know, you, you tell those to people that have been doing scraping for years and years and years and have had amazing results with it. Should they just stop doing it? No. Right. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that's just the nature of research. But my understanding is, is whenever there's an injury, whenever there's dysfunction, you really want to eliminate inflammation and you want to start the healing press healing process over again. So, for instance, on a tennis elbow. I really want to scrape over that, you know, origin or insertion of the tendon and really get it inflamed, get fresh blood flow to that area and then get rid of the inflammation. And we're going to do like a, you know, almost like a vicious cycle of get it inflamed, get the blood flow pumping, get rid of it, get it inflamed, get the blood flow pumping, get rid of it. And the common myth with muscle scraping is that you're breaking up adhesions and that, that's not true. It's all about the, the blood barrier and increasing blood flow, getting more oxygen to that basically injured area, injured tissue. So the thought process of breaking up adhesions is something that has been around for a while, but there's been current research, and I forgot the exact number of pounds, but to break up a muscle adhesion is actually a couple of thousand pounds to do, which we're not going to accomplish with a gua sha tool, I promise you. Wow. <laughs> so if I'm someone who's doing a lot of cardio and I'm, you know, building up obviously like a lot of lactic acid and I'm just kind of, you know, overworking myself, is this something that I'm going to want to try to use to break up the, um, the buildup? Yeah. So you, it, with, with the lactic acid, you really just want to get fresh nutrients in. Um, okay. I, I, Honestly, if I were you, if it's not an injury and something like that, I would rather you use a Theragun and really just, you know, do some percussion to that area. Have you ever heard of a Theragun? I think so. Yeah. Like I think the masseuse like had it. Hyperbole, a Theragun. One of those yeah, I think I've seen that at the... Yeah, I, I would say that would work a little bit better. But I mean, listen, there's people that have been, that's been doing uh, muscle scraping and factor and stuff that can teach courses that probably can do incredible stuff. So what would I need the scraping for then? Just like 
injuries? Yeah, I would I would predominantly use it for injuries. I, I really do like using it for um, hamstring injuries. And okay. so, or like any long tendon injury, rotator cuff, stuff like that. Um, my favorite, I have, I have a specific protocol that I like to do. So if anyone comes in with a soft tissue injury, namely rotator cuff, hamstring, quad, calf, something like that, I want to just basically bring blood flow to the area, hit it with a Theragun, or hit it with the Hyperbolt, really soften everything up, get some scraping in it. So I really bring blood flow to that area, start the inflammatory process over again. Then I really like cupping. So I'm bringing all that increased blood flow to the surface and then compression and kinesio taping where I'm spreading it out and we're bringing fresh blood flow to the area and we're helping it to heal faster. That's, that's about, that's the main thing that we want. I think with with going back to the, with her question for doing a lot of cardio and getting into that lactic acid threshold, maybe doing cupping for your muscles just Mm -hmm. to bring oxygen and blood flow to those muscles because they're in that constant lactic acid. Yeah. So you've seen cupping in like the Olympics, like, you know, Michael Phelps made it famous all those years ago. Uh, having all those dark circles around and now it's become a kind of like a cult phenomenon. Like people, people come and get cupped all the time and you know, people that have never even probably don't even know what it's doing or getting cupped. <laughs> Very I mean, interesting. There's, there's so many different people are utilizing cupping now yeah. for, uh, organ failure or organ yeah. issues and pneumonia, stuff like that. Pneumonia. So what the, the craziest thing to me though, is that when you're getting this cupping done, make sure you're doing it by a professional. Make sure you know that someone's doing it responsibly. I had a patient came in the other day and they were like, I, I want to cup him because he had some, he had some really big soreness in his rotator cuff. And uh, he said that he got cupping done and it, it, it was really tra- traumatic and painful for him. So I asked him how long they had the cup on there for him. The guy said upwards of 25 minutes. Oh my gosh. You're not at maximum. I would do it in between five and seven minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's more of a trauma session. Wow. Okay. So for someone who has no idea what cupping is, can you just explain to us exactly what it is and what it's predominantly used for? Yeah. So anyone that's interested, I would really look at uh, rock pods or, you know, just made by rock tape. They had a pretty sweet uh, ultrasound of what cupping does and it's decompressing fascial layers. So it's, you know, allowing things to glide that would normally be, you know, compressed and stuff like that. And it's also bringing blood from the surface. So my understanding is, is that it's sucking that stagnant inflammation out and bringing it to the surface so it can better be dispersed through lymph tissue and get that bad inflammation out and get fresh nutrients and oxygen yeah. and to that injured. Yeah, process. restarting the rejuvenation process. Wow. Okay. I've never done that before, but maybe I'll have to um, think about that one. So. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're helping with inflammation um, and, you, you know, obviously helping with like a better flow in your muscles, is that going to affect the way the muscle looks? Uh, it, could, it could. I would I would say that affecting inflammation is more about how the muscle functions and how it repairs itself. Okay. Um, if you look at, if you look at athletes, like, you know, if you just, just the name of LeBron James, right? He said he spends $1.5 million per year on his health care alone. And this guy, this guy's had absolutely no injuries basically over his career. So this guy's understanding when he's inflamed, understanding when he's tired, mm-hmm. and doing prevention strategies with his training to keep that longevity of his career and to keep him healthy. So with the muscle and how it looks, mm, I, couldn't, I couldn't answer that for sure, but how that muscle functions. Yeah, but obviously, like what you said, when it's functioning better, it's going to look better because yeah. you're going to be able to perform better. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So um, another thing that I wanted to ask you about is because one thing I love right now is that we're talking about, you know, how we can um, help 
with recovery and, you know, we're using all of these different methods to help us as athletes perform better, which is so important. I think in the bodybuilding industry, especially bikini, like that's something that I feel like we don't have as much knowledge about, or we're just not talking about it, you know? Um, and it's so important for us because we're literally in the gym, you know, six to seven days a week, nonstop when we're prepping. Um, so this is just great. I did want to ask you about the, um, the KT tape. Yeah, so KT tape, under my understanding, and granted, I'm not a, I'm not a master of it by any chance. I use it in my office very frequently, and I have patients that they say, "Hey, man, I I feel like it's like support, and I feel like I notice my joint all the time." And that's the main thing with KT tape: it's proprioception. Yeah, it's bringing awareness to that joint. That KT tape is not you know, preventing your hamstring from tearing or, mm-hmm. you know, helping strengthen your shoulder girdle. The KT tape and its main job is allowing that joint or allowing that muscle to relax slightly. And you're bringing awareness because you can feel that tape, right? So if I had never taped your shoulder, let's say you have an anterior shoulder forward and I tape it in a posterior position, that tape is not pulling it backwards. That, pull, <laughs> that, tape, that tape is, yeah, exactly. That tape is bringing awareness <laughs> that your shoulder should be backwards. So you might subconsciously help better posture out that shoulder. And that's not a word, better posture out, but it should be. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I love it. There's a lot of awesome benefits of KT tape. We use KT tape. I mean, and this is kind of controversial. Maybe everyone's not going to like this, but um, on pregnant moms as well, and just helping them with their stability and holding baby um, throughout their journey. So, I mean, and it's helping bring blood flow to the area. Exactly. Same thing. Proprioceptive awareness um, and yeah, constant support. Oh, another good thing about when we do a KT tape though, is that when there is swelling or bruising to the area, there's this thing called lymph. It's a lymph uh, taping technique where you cut the, the KT tape in really skinny fingers and then you layer it over an area of bruising. And if anyone wants to see what this looks like, I would strongly recommend you look up rock tape because when they take the tape off, the areas that are taped are completely like way healed faster than the areas that are not. Yeah, it's, it's pulling it to it's, that limb so that it can all strain. It's spreading out that, that inflammation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, I've never used it before, but um, my fiance, he's used it before and he's loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. I love having it accessible. But that, it's funny that word inflammation keeps coming up. Yeah. I just read an article the other day in our office about how being in a constant state of inflammation is actually related to chronic illness and then chronic fatigue and chronic weakness. And it's, it's crazy how much inflammation can affect the whole body. Yeah. And, and speaking of chronic fatigue, I feel like a lot of us athletes probably go through that. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys work yourself so hard. You work yourself to a failure. And, you know, a lot of supplements athletes take are just so high in caffeine and, you know, so high in uppers and stuff like that. And then they, they crash and the yeah. adrenals can't, can't keep up with the, the demand. And um, adrenal insufficiency is actually one of the big things that, uh, that we see in the modern day youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of uh, like supplements and whatnot and, um, you know, what about medication? Like, do you guys, you know, how is, you know, how is using a chiropractor better or different? We, I mean, we know why it's different, but why is it better than using meds? (laughs) Our nice answer is modern medicine is great. There's a time and a a place for medication, but it's not, it depends on what medication we're talking about, but it's not really a lack of medication in our body as to why we're experiencing certain symptoms or why we're constantly feeling a certain illness. It's, there's a deeper root and a deeper issue, and that's what we like to address. And we like to um, you know, see exactly what's going on in the body and where that dysfunction is instead of relying on a medication. And something to add to that is if you take the top 11 industrialized countries in the world, the United States spends more on their health care and medication and stuff like that than the the other 11 combined or the other 10 combined. Mm. And if you were to give a ranking on quality of life, life expectancy, you know where the United States is? 
We're definitely dead. not up there. You we're said dead. we're what? We're, we're dead. dead last. Oh dead no. Last. <laughs> yeah, we take about, and it's funny because we take about seventy-five to eighty percent of the world's medications. Ninety percent of the world's Vicodin alone, just in the United States. Yeah, think about that. We and take ninety percent of the world's Vicodin. <laughs> it's ninety percent. I mean, there, but there is, there really is. There's a time and place for modern medication, and I think that we, we have a lot of friends that are um, utilizing that in a progressive way, and in a more, um, I don't really know how to say this, but it's there are really good medications out there, but unfortunately. Nowadays, you know, it's so easy to go to the doctor and you, and you have some kind of symptom or you have something wrong and just walk out with another prescription, not actually getting to the root of what, what it is. What is going yeah. on. And I would say, you know, chiropractors, physical therapists, occupational therapists, personal trainers, we're fighting the same battle and we're fighting it in different lanes. Mm-hmm. But a patient goes to a doctor with for neck pain, right? That neck pain didn't start yesterday. Nope. That neck pain dysfunction didn't, unless it was an injury, you know, but let's say they go to the doctor, they don't change the structure. They don't change the strength. They don't change the motion. They don't do anything different other than give them pain medication. Mm-hmm. Is that neck improving? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. One of the biggest things in our office that we've seen lately is high blood pressure medication. People will come in, like we have a patient right now that's on three high blood pressure medications. And with chiropractic care and just, you know, optimizing the nerves that are going out to the heart and getting in them in better nutrition and having them work out, they're able to completely get off of that medication. So why is it that we're able to do that? And I don't know. I just, so yeah, I mean, we, we have, we've, yeah, constantly are having that battle all the time with our patients and just trying to explain to them that medication isn't always the answer. Yes, sometimes it is, but, you know, you shouldn't be reliant on it. Yeah, but I, I think the issue is is that people want to fix the problem right away. They want a really quick yeah. fix. A quick fix, it's, yeah. It's something called a back-to-work policy. <laughs> so they want to get people back into the workforce, back into school, back into their normal life as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. missed time in the workforce is really a, a big problem. So for instance, let's say that you had a pretty bad cold and you can go out in the sun and drink your herbal teas and you know get some little healthy motion, sweat it out, and it might take you three days to get back to normal. Or you can go take this medication and you get back in one. Knowing that the medication is not allowing your immune system to actively fight off that cold, what do you think that most people are going to choose the one day? (laughs) And that's the issue too because of like our culture. Like our parents aren't using, you know, a holistic approach to, you know, fighting diseases are fighting our, our issues. You know, we're just, we're all going to the doctor and we're all getting the pills that we need. And, and that's just what everybody's doing around us. So it's going to look very, very, you're going to look very different if you're like, okay, I'm not going to use meds. I'm going to, you know, meditate for a year or I'm going to, (laughs) you know, like whatever it is. (laughs) It's, yeah. I mean, I actually grew up in a very holistic household. So I was always given, you know, the natural form of a drug or like elderberry syrup or colloidal silver. And I mean, some people may know what all this stuff is, but yeah, I was always just told to sleep it off and, you know, make sure you reduce your sugar intake because that causes inflammation. Um, But I think that the way that our healthcare, not when you talk about like big pharma and big medical companies, but just like within our community and the people that I see going into the medical field, um, I think that eventually in a few years we'll be able to get to a place where we are practicing more of a functional medicine, not um, not sick care. Another thing that I wanted to address is kind of what we were talking about in the beginning when we were talking about cell phone use. And obviously like that is a huge deal now because everybody's using their cell phones, everybody's on their computers. So how are you seeing this affect alignment? Okay, I have the perfect example. This just happened um, in our office yesterday. So we had um, a patient, a young teenager. She started going, she started seeing the chiropractor I work with 
about five years ago, and she had a beautiful curve in her neck. It was actually almost perfect. It was like 45 degrees. And I think, so I guess she was about 12 at that time. So now, fast forward five years, and she's constantly on her iPhone and constantly on her iPad, and her mom's been saying, I mean, yes, once you get into those like teenage years, girls get sassy, and they start to, you know, get moody and whatever. But it's dramatically changed. Like her whole kind of persona has changed. And we just recently took an x-ray on her and she has a complete reverse curve. Like she went from having a 45 degree curve to a negative 12 degree curve. And so where, and then this is what concerns us too, is it's constantly putting pressure on her thyroid and she's having all these, you know, menstrual symptoms and acne problems. And so now as a practitioner, now that we know what's going on, like our goal is to get her out of that state um, and correct it as fast as possible. But it's just, it's so crazy. And it's all because of looking down at her, looking down at her phone or just, yeah, being in that, you know, downward environment. Effectively too is, uh, it's funny, our our spine is kind of like a sponge, right? Mm -hmm. So it soaks up what we are as a person. So, you know, the time we spend on our phones, the time we spend on driving, the time that we spent sitting on our wallets, men, <laughs> any men listeners out there, you sit on your wallet hours at a time when you're driving, when you're going out, whatever. And that right hip or that left hip hikes up a little bit. So then it creates a little bit of a curvature in the low back, which creates a curvature in the mid back, which affects everything. Yeah. Cause everything compensates. But oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's truck drivers are a huge chiropractic patient base. <laughs> yeah, cops with their with their you know like gun belts yeah. and stuff like that. There was an article that um, my the doctor I work with and I came across recently um, that kids nowadays are are growing horns in the back of their head, and it looks like they have like at the base of their skull. It looks like they have like two protrusions, but all it is is that constant forward head posture and looking down at their phones that you're actually starting to see the back of their skull, which is the occiput. And oh, it's, it's not like an adesiopathy or something like that? I mean, it, it could be, but it, from the studies that it shows, it's just all uh, ex- flexion of the occiput. Okay, that's, that's very crazy right now. <laughs> that's scary. Okay, so now I'm freaked out. <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening is like, what the heck? How how do you start by finding a really good chiropractor? Because we obviously don't want to go to someone who's cupping us for 25 minutes. So <laughs> I would say interview your Go to a bunch of chiropractors, interview them. What we always say in our office when we educate people, um, if they're not local to us, is look for f- five things. You want to make sure that your chiropractor is taking a full history, not just about what your symptoms are presently, but everything that has gone on in the past, any kind of accidents you've been in, any kind of traumas, what your health looks like. And then make sure they're doing a range of motion analysis. Know exactly how your spine is moving. Posture too. Posture is a big thing. Seeing where your hips are leveled, seeing how your shoulders are placed, where if there's any kind of anterior head carriage. Um, the third, uh, the third, fourth thing is a nerve scan. So that's going to let us know if there's any muscle imbalances or it's a broad spectrum of if there's any kind of compression. But the last thing, the fifth thing, and the most important is that they take x-rays. I know there's a lot of chiropractors out there that don't take x-rays, which is scary to me. I don't know how they're manipulating and not really know what they're manipulating. Um, and we actually do, with the structural progression technique that we use, we do progressive x-rays. So after eight weeks in our office, we're taking another series to see how your spine has progressed and how it's responded to care. And if we need to change anything or if we need to add in exercises or if we need to stop doing things, etc. So those five things are really key to knowing that you have a good chiropractor. And then also that they're emphasizing um, it's not only chiropractic, like we said before, it's about having a good nutrition, what good nutrition looks like, making sure they're exercising um, and reducing certain toxicities in their lives and having good mindset. 
I would say a, a chiropractor that just basically explains what he's doing and why he's doing it. Because chiropractic care is a little crazy, right? And it takes a certain amount of trust to let some guy have your neck and your head in his hands. It's very vulnerable. And to turn and rotate and laterally flex that head to deliver an adjustment. It's a, it's a trust process. So someone that really, you know, understands what you need, what you basically want out of this visit and can explain what he's doing and just not, not come off as like arrogant or quick to get you out of the door. Mm. No, I love that. So how, if I wanted to, you know, see a chiropractor, how long can I expect to be working with a chiropractor? In how long, like in one visit or how long will your care look like? Your care. So in our office, we start you out pretty much, unless, unless we take x-ray, x-rays and you're not having symptoms and your spine looks in good positioning, um, we generally see you for six months up front and then we reassess what that looks like. So if we want to bring you down to maintenance, if you're holding your adjustments, if you don't have any symptoms, then we'll drop you down to maybe once a month or once every couple of weeks. Um, but generally it takes about six months to see any kind of correction or response to care. Yeah. Cause you got to realize that treatments don't happen in a vacuum, right? Yeah, it doesn't happen. So if, if we, you know, do this specific exercise, we lose some of the joint space or the adjustments, you know, you affect all that. The patient is still going home and doing the exact same thing that they were doing before. Right. Mm -hmm. So it takes consistently of that care, mm -hmm. but every patient is different. It depends on your disc spacing. It depends how committed they are to doing their own at home exercises. Sabrina's office is a little, their care plans tend to be a little longer. Our care plans are generally in between three months and four months. So let, let's say if it's 22 visits, we'll see you twice a week for six weeks and then once a week for 10 weeks. I see. And that once a week is basically just a tune-up to make sure, you know, things are going right. Also, when you're picking a chiropractic office, make sure they offer like a, a no-risk policy. So if they ever do care plans and you pay up front mm -hmm. or something yes. like that, you keep those visits or you return them and you get your money back. Don't pay a care plan that you have to have on a certain plan and if you don't make it, you lose those visits and you lose those That's money. That's almost how you can tell the integrity of the doctor. Yeah. It's so like, for instance, a lot of chiropractors will do care plans just because it's cheaper up front. So like, let's say every visit, you know, let's say it's in between 30 and 40 bucks. Because that's, that's generally around what a chiropractic visit is in Florida. Some people are more expensive, some people are less. Um, let's say it's $40 if you pay every visit. If you pay per monthly, it's about 35. And if you pay your care plan up front, it's only $30 per visit. So if you have the cash up front and you want to, you know, really want to commit to your care, people pay up front a lot. That's probably the most common that we see. Um, or every visit, which is the most expensive. Mm -hmm. So really, it's really important that you get that no risk policy. So let's say you pay for five visits, right? And you want to, let's say you get better after two. And you really think, wow, that chiropractor is not for me. I really think I should see someone else or maybe... I kind of understand what's going on and I want to go somewhere else. You need to find, make sure that you can get those three visits back cash wise. Hmm. No, that makes sense. I love that. Well, I mean, I think, you know, today has been amazing. Like, I feel like I've learned so much, um, <laughs> definitely with all of the different, um, just the different ways that you can, you know, help someone other than just aligning them, but obviously using the different methods like the tape and the scraping, um, and then just, just how important, you know, um, everything is just making sure that you're, you're doing the, the exercises, the mm -hmm. making sure that you're keeping up with your nutrition, just knowing that it's not just one thing or the, or the other. It's like, you need a balance of everything in your life so that, um, you can perform optimally and then you can also live longer, hopefully, and mm -hmm. just be very, very health healthy. Yeah. Um, so I think it's been amazing that you guys have been on and I just wanted to ask you if someone wanted to get more information from you guys or if they wanted to work with you personally, where could they go? So for me, um, I work at Seagate Chiropractic, which is over in the Carrollwood area of Tampa Bay. Um, so you could either 
check us out our website or you could reach out to me at my email is Dr. Sabrina Sosa share me at gmail.com if you guys have any questions. Um, eventually, I'm actually working on building a social media account and eventually a blog because my um, my passion is female health and also pre and postnatal care. So I want to start just kind of having some kind of outlet to educate how chiropractic can help with that. Awesome. And, and what's your Instagram? Instagram is Sabrina share me sabrina underscore share me c-h-e-r-a-m-i-e perfect and what about you sly so i work at uh west chase chiropractic it's in west chase uh i think that's what northwest florida i mean northwest tampa um we're located on countryway boulevard um best way to reach out to me is through my instagram it's dr dot sly s-l-y-e and uh, I'm just starting new with the Instagram posting about, you know, chiropractic and stuff like that. But uh, reach out to me if you have any questions. I, I love to answer anything. Um, we really just want to, you know, inspire people in this in this new age to understand what true health means and, you know, mm-hmm. to take take back control. Because a lot of times, you know, we go to these doctors, we go to stuff and they tell us what to do and they tell us that we're sick. And they don't offer us that control. And we don't really have anyone to ever reach out to and ask questions other than the internet. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to ask me anything, just go ahead, shoot me a DM. I'll answer it as best as I can and uh, hope to hear from you. Thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, this is awesome. awesome. Thank you. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams.